ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Wednesday. It is October 16th. That means your drive begins now after a day of delay here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We had baseball yesterday. No baseball today. But we've got you covered, of course. We'll take your phone calls this hour. 877-420-TALK. 877-420-8255. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Miller Lite, hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So coming up later on this afternoon, we're going to preview a little bit more of Marshall. And, of course, they're in Florida this week. So we're going to talk about that game We'll get your phone calls in, as we just mentioned. Uh, we got uh, a couple of good things to talk about as far as Marshall Athletics are concerned, and we'll get into all of that. But I just want to point out that we don't have baseball today because rain, the weather has postponed Game 4 of the ALCS in New York. So Game 4 is now going to be on Friday. Um, and guess what? Game four, now on Friday, means that Ohio State and Northwestern, their game, which was originally scheduled to be on FS1, just got bumped over to the Big Ten Network. So, not everyone has the Big Ten Network. Believe it or not, more homes have FS1 than they do the Big Ten Network. So, I don't know how that's going to impact a lot of Ohio State fans, but Right now, if you're a Buckeye fan, you're kind of scrambling, thinking, wait a minute, do I have the Big Ten Network? And maybe the answer is no, because Big Ten Network is not in as many households. I mean, here you go. You've got one of the top-ranked teams in college football, one of the big boys of college football, just got pushed over to a not even a secondary network. Would it be like a tertiary network? Because... Obviously, you're not going on Fox. You know why you're not going on Fox? Because you got big time professional wrestling there. You got SmackDown. That's a brand new thing for Fox. They're not, they're not bumping SmackDown. No. They did not get The Rock's permission to do so. Vince McMahon would have probably have sent Stone Cold Steve Austin into MLB's offices or Fox Network's offices. And dropped a few stunners on some people if they would have bumped SmackDown right at the beginning of its run. Ladies and gentlemen, the wrestling wars are heating up, and Ohio State's the victim because of that darn weather. So you got weather affecting the baseball game. Television has to, to shuffle and re-figure out what's going on. If I'm the Big Ten Network, I'm sitting there going, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> There's a reason for people to come find us again. I mean, let's be honest. I love the Big Ten Network. This is not a slight on the Big Ten Network whatsoever. I like the Big Ten Network. It was one of the originators of this concept of, hey, let's just show everything Big Ten, one place. And at the time, if a Big Ten Network didn't exist, there were maybe games that didn't have like a really good home. Maybe you're on a regional network somewhere. Maybe your game's not getting televised. But now you get the Big Ten network and the other networks that have followed. Okay, who's going to carry our game here? Well, we're not on any of the national networks, so 
we got a home right here. We got our very own network. It works for the Big Ten because there's such a high demand. A lot of people across the country have Big Ten roots, alumni, lots of Ohio State, a lot of Michigan. Makes perfect sense. I don't think it's a bad thing at all, but it's just not in many homes because, again, you know how cable companies, satellite companies, and these networks sort of are dancing around what it costs to carry a game or what it costs to carry the network. I mean, that's the big deal right now is some of these providers, like Dish Network, yeah, they're sitting there thinking, you know, we could be okay without regional networks. We'll be fine. And they're thinking some of our customers don't want it, and it would make life a lot easier. We could get by without the customers that have to have some of those regional sports channels. Now, for me, regional sports channels are okay. I don't get to see what I really want. Now, if if you're a baseball fan and you live in this area, you're good. You're a baseball fan. It's good for baseball. It really is. I get to see the Reds. I get to see the Pirates. Okay, that works for me. Now, it slightly works for me as a hockey fan because, okay, I get to see the Penguins. I'm not necessarily a huge Penguins fan. I like watching them, but I'm not necessarily a big fan. But it's the teams they play. Like, okay, New York comes into town. Hey, the game's only on, you know, the Pittsburgh Regional. Okay, I can watch it there. Or with Fox Sports Ohio. Say the Rangers take on Columbus, the Blue Jackets, New York Rangers. I can only watch it there. All right, because they're going to black that out on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, if I had the hockey package, that would be a different story. But, yeah, the regionals are okay. And the Big Ten Network kind of falls in that to a degree because, tell me, If I'm sitting in California, am I in Big Ten country? No. No, not really. If I'm in, I'm in Gainesville, Florida, am I in Big Ten country? No, not really. I mean, the Big Ten network, it's going to have good coverage, but not FS1 coverage. It's not going to have that audience size. And same thing, SEC network, SEC network with the power of ESPN behind it, definitely. And you got the ACC network as well. I mean, look at some of the other conferences. They're having issues as well. I mean, do you really see what's happening out in the uh, in the West Coast? No, not really. I mean, I'm not sitting here jonesing for a, a Washington State game anytime soon. So you've got a major college football game. Ohio State, one of the top teams in the country, relegated to the Big Ten Network because, well, Fox doesn't have a place for you if you smell what The Rock is cooking. And that's the problem here with uh, the way things are going right now. So I'm I'm interested to see uh, if this is a trend, things like this. I mean, this is a rarity. You're not going to necessarily see uh, major college football shift like this, but Fox has got their Friday nights taken now, right? It's major programming for them. I mean, they paid a lot of money to air professional wrestling on Friday nights. I mean, a lot of cash. It's a big deal. It's a great deal for uh, WWE. It's a huge deal. And they're hoping that they can make something of it. I mean, that's what original programming is uh, is so important. But again, play-by-play is important as well. I don't know, though. Could you have shifted the wrestling? 
Probably not. Can't shift the, the playoff game? No. So, okay, hey, you know what? We had this place for Ohio State, and you weren't shifting the time. That's another thing. You weren't just going to up and say, hey, Ohio State, you, you know, Northwestern, we're going to change the time of your game here um, slightly. We're just going to change. You know, you're not doing that. You can't do that, really. I mean, you're like 12 days out because you see a lot of schedules that are to be determined, TBA. Well, you can do that 12 days out. Hey, okay, here's the game. Here's the kick time. Television has set the time for the game. You can do that. Can't do that like a couple days out. Still, though, that means uh, I got baseball and I got football. I got a lot of things that uh, are going to um, really uh, be fun to watch. And, of course, we've got Marshall as well. So a lot of things are happening, and we'll keep up on all of it because, well, let's be honest, uh, the more sports, the happier we are on the show. All right, when we come back from break, uh, I want to change gears. I want to talk about Marshall. We've got player interviews. We're going to go through all of that. Uh, we're going to go through it a little differently than we have in the past, uh, give you a little bit more access to uh, what I do. Uh, you're not going to um, – You're going to usually I give you maybe select cuts from when I'm over in interviews. You're getting almost the entire thing now. I'm going to give you uh, almost everything that was on my recorder. You're not getting 100%, but you're getting darn near close. So we're going to have that when we continue, and then we'll make time for your phone calls as well. we got a lot to talk about, some good things happening for Marshall as well. I want to talk about that with you later on. So you stay right there. It's The Drive, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, speaking of that podcast, Gabriel, I need you to edit the first segment. You're going to be busy. Uh, you're going to be here a while because um, it was um, game four that has been postponed, so that's being moved. That means game five is going to now be Friday. So game four is not on Friday. It's game five. I, I misspoke. I apologize for the mistake. I caught it as we went to break, and I looked at my notes. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I've messed up here. So, Gabriel... I need you to go through the podcast, and I need you to edit Game 4 out and edit Game 5 in. It's going to take you a couple hours, but if you can do that, that would be fantastic. Welcome back to The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Appreciate everyone being here with us today, and uh, we're going to continue previewing Marshall. Marshall, of course, on the road, going back to Florida. Heading back to Florida, and Marshall and Florida Atlantic. You got to specify here. You get FIU, you get FAU. You got to specify here. And these two teams have, I think, really have started a nice little series here. The Marshall guys look forward to going back to Florida, or they look forward to playing the Florida guys, and FAU has really at least put a good foot forward trying to assert itself to be a team to deal with in Conference USA, and, and these two teams like to get after each other. So I think it's become a really good series. Um, these guys 
perk up a little bit when you talk about it because they get to go home, talk to their friends, family. Family gets to come see him play. Uh, for some of these guys, are playing against guys they grew up with. So, yeah, there's little personal rivalries there. And there's some friendships. Guys uh, like to get competitive with each other, get after it. So, it's really a fun series. And had a chance to catch up with some of the players earlier this week and talk to them. And first up, we're going to hear from Marquise Couch. And when I was talking to Marquise, I usually try to get their impression of the opponent, see what they know. And being that we're a day ahead on the schedule, they had already gotten into their film work. So that was a bonus for me. And so I got a really good breakdown from Marquise Couch, and we started by asking him his impressions of FAU. Um, you know, they're a good team. You know, um, they have a lot of players that can really play. They have a quarterback that's coming back, things like that. So um, we just got to go in there prepared. Uh, yeah, you know, it's um, competitive because, you know, you have teams who are known to be the top in the conference. So, you know, um, it's really about bragging rights and getting the um, W in the conference play. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we all know what we're up here for and what we come to do. So it's football, but, you know, you get a chance to go see your family who's, you know, miles away, 100,000 miles away. So, you know, it's just um, it's just all fun and games. You be able to go down to your hometown or where a couple people are from around the area and play in front of their family. So, you know, um, it's just all come together and come like it's just good for everybody because we get a chance to go play, get a W conference play and then play in front of our family, too. From what I remember the most is the defense, you know, they came and played big time last year. So I'm sure they're going to harp down on their offense, playing better than they did last year. Um, but, you know, that's the biggest thing to come out, knowing that it's going to be a fight. You know, not any, every game is just going to be easy. You know, it's going to be a fight and they're going to come with their best. Yeah, you know, we hold ourselves to a high standard, not just the D-line, everybody on the team, but as far as the D-line, we came together and said, you know, we got to be a factor more in the game and do more things than how we've been doing the previous weeks. And um, and I just, that just wasn't for last week. That's just for the next couple games that we have until the end of the season that we need to make more plays and do things that we regularly do. So it's my conversation and others in a nutshell with Marquise Couch. And uh, you heard that about, you know, defense is good, got to get up for these guys. fact that this is a game in which get to go home, be in front of friends and family. So you kind of heard that from him. Now, we turn our attention now to Isaiah Green. Isaiah Green, he's in a matchup here with um, Chris Robson. Chris Robson. And um, you got co-freshman of the year and your quarterbacks in this game. Last year's co-freshman of the year, Chris Robson and Isaiah Green going at each other. You look at the numbers. Green has 1,416 yards of total offense, six touchdowns in the first six games. Uh, Robinson is averaging 259.5 yards per game through the air with a league-high 13 touchdown passes. So these guys are going to throw it. They're going to air it out. I see lots of scoring unless somebody's defense can clamp down. So when we talked to Isaiah Green this week, wanted to get his impression, at least he's going to be talking about on the defensive side, what he saw on film. Well, they play a, a couple different fronts. You know, they like to uh, play four down. You know, they have two similar kind of fronts where they, they put a defensive end in the middle of the field, like at the middle linebacker spot, and then they kind of have that same defense where they actually put a linebacker right there, you know. 
So I seen that from them, and you know I seen a lot of. It, it looks like they've been playing a lot of man free this year, and you know cover three. So trying to keep a one high shell. Oh well, you know it. It literally had to change, you know, a couple hours after the game. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you said, we usually have Sunday to rest, but we had to come in, you know, and get a work day in and actually have a practice. Cause you know, like you said, it's a quick turnaround, and we got to get ready to prepare and play a day earlier than usual. Being being a Florida team, you know, they try to keep a lot of those guys down there. So, you know, they they always have great team speed on defense. You know, all the guys fly around and try to try to get to the ball. So yeah, I I say they're a pretty speedy team. It's about that time in in the middle of the season where you know the first couple games out of the way, you got time to develop and you know see see a couple things you never seen before. So yeah, it's, it's about that time where he starts. You know, you can see it week week by week. He's slowly progressing, and you know, I, I feel like that that'll continue. Uh, you know, we just want to improve on you know being able to consistently consistently perform. You know what I'm saying? Like like two weeks ago, we couldn't find a way to get in the end zone. You know, last week we came back and went perfect in the red zone. You know what I'm saying? So we just want to focus on being consistent and, and making the play every time it comes your way. So that's the keys for Isaiah Green. Talked about speed, of course, coming from South Florida. There's that mystique. There's that history. Lots of talent in South Florida. Now, we flip to the defensive side of the ball. We got on Morrell. And when we talked to him, he started talking about the way that FAU really sets their plays up. The way they set their uh, like plays up, like they'll hit you with – like three of the same plays that look the same, and then they'll just run a fake off of it, like just the way they set their offense up. Uh, well, the tight end, they're a very good player. I mean, their offense, kind of like what they did last year, just they just find ways to get uh, Bryant the ball, which, I mean, they did the same thing last year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this game, just like middle and ODU, like I mean, we ain't gonna like put a lot of pressure on this game. We just gotta go out and, I mean, execute. Like the biggest thing that we preaching this week is complacency. Like. Uh, yeah, we got a much need to win, but it, I mean, it ain't time to like slow down now. So I mean, we just can't get complacent. We gotta go in and prepare the same week, the same edge we played against ODU. We gotta play against this week. Oh yeah, man, I'm Florida guys. They they ready for this game. Uh, a lot of them played with some of the guys at FAU in high school. So I mean, it's definitely gonna be probably a chippy game. Like it's I mean, you know, but what game is it? So I mean, they ready, we ready, we a good one. I mean, we prepare the same the same way we uh, prepare for for like Boise and ODU and Middle. I mean, like you got to come in and like the biggest thing is since you uh, lose a day, like just get in watching film your, on your own and uh, like studying the guys on your own because it might be thing this week that the coach might miss that when you come in and film that you can be like, all right, well I seen this on film, how we want to adjust to this. So that's the biggest thing, like just getting a uh, like getting a visual of like them yourself. Did a little extra film study, and that's cool to hear because he's going in there. I'm looking at the film. Coaches are rushing to kind of get everything done. They've got one less day. It's a little bit more of a compressed work week for those guys. And then he's looking at film, getting in there. Hey, um, what do you want to do here? I, I like hearing that because film's probably as much of the game as anything. I mean, you can go out there and be talented, but – Talent's only going to get you so far. The game plan, these guys actually going out there, working working the film room. So I, I liked hearing that. Now, 
Let's talk about the tight end himself, Armani Levias. What can you say about Armani we haven't said already? Uh, he, he has just been one of the bright spots for the Thundering Herd. And when we look at Armani's game plan, he's thinking already front four. That's what he's on. It's on his mind. He knows he's got to deal with that front four. So that's where we start when we talk to him about what he saw. He starts talking about that front four. They're good, uh, athletic up on the front four and the linebackers. And so we're just going to try to put them in space and use that as our advantage. Uh, number seven, the linebacker, and corner number 23 uh, from last year. Got a good little, little report on them from last year's game. So we're going to try to get a hat on those guys. Uh, just the speed and the confidence they play with. You know, they, they are around the ball a lot. So we just want to try to limit them from being around the ball. <laughs> confidence has been at an all-time high since last year. You know, now I'm just more confident with the, with the, uh, the plays and I'm able to just play uh, comfortably out there on the field and just be able to help my team in all aspects. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, I know I would too after what we what happened last year and we just want to repeat history and come out with the victory. It's going to be a home game for a lot of the players on the team. We just want to go home with the victory so they can have bragging rights for they for they people from back home. I mean, uh, every game is the same to me. Um, it's just another opportunity to put uh, to play with my my teammates and um, just uh, put good good stuff on tape. That's key for him. Put good stuff on tape, and you point out the fact that yeah, we're going to prepare the same way. But uh, yeah, this is important for the for the folks who are, are Florida guys. This is really important. Now we turn our attention to Alex Mallette and. We've talked about this. It feels like that's the theme. I mean, the South Florida guys, team from South Florida, what do you expect? And you know, Millette's no different when we talk to him. He gives us kind of an idea of what to expect playing a South Florida team. You know, when you get down there and play those South Florida teams, they're always going to be very, very athletic and fast. But this FAU defense is also a physical, you know, they get after it. And a lot of the same guys that played last year, I didn't play them last year because I was hurt, but – you know, I still studied them. I was still in those meetings, and you know, there are a lot of good football players on that defense. Yeah, um, I know for a lot of these guys, you know, they grew up playing with some of the people on their team, and they have, like I said, they have a chip on their shoulder. But you know, I think it's always with FAU, especially the past couple of years, it's always been a big game for us. And I think you know, we go in there, and both teams really want it badly. And that's why it's always going to be a tough physical game. You know, we have to come with the same energy like we lost. Yeah, last year was last year. We got to go in there and, you know, we got to try to win every week and be 1-0 this week. And I think we do a pretty good job of playing with a chip on our shoulder no matter who we're playing. We just find reasons to want to be the team that comes out winning. And um, I don't think it'll be any different Friday. That's what I would do. I would go out there. And I would just get out of my mind that you won last year. So the guys that were there last year, I would completely forget 31-7. That, that wouldn't have happened. That didn't happen. You know, I'm, I'm looking at this like, yeah, those guys, yeah, they beat us. You know, I, I, I would lie to the, the, the newer guys. I would sit there and go, look, yeah, these guys beat us. Make that up maybe. I don't know. Look for reasons. 
I'm all about that. Look for reasons to go in there and play with that little chip on your shoulder. But yeah, you've heard that. Don't get complacent. Yeah, don't go into this, you know, that was last year. That doesn't mean anything. You beat them last year, sure. They're going to remember that. But you you play as if they beat you. And you're hearing that this week. So, you know, so far, so good as far as where they're at. At least that's what they're talking about. Hopefully it sticks. Now, guy I like to talk to you every week, Amari Cobb. And we got a, a, a nice breakdown from Amari. He's um, – He's breaking it down for us. So when I asked him uh, what he saw, he talked to us about what he saw, what stood out to him on the film. Um, just their tempo like they always do. And, you know, they got pretty good tight ends. You know, they're a pretty good team. and look like they execute their plays well. Um, just pretty veteran guys that have been there before that, you know, just know their job and, you know, they're executing and good blockers, you know. Oh, yeah, you know, it's always a good time to go back and, you know, play in front of your people and, you know, have that chip on your shoulder just to let them know what you've been doing. And, you know, they're all family and friends don't get to come up to West Virginia. So, you know, it's always a good time to go and play and show out and have fun. We really focus on just, like, coming in sync and, you know, working together and executing the plan. But And then takeaways come after that. You know, we always focus on trying to get that ball, you know, trying to create fumbles and turnovers, but really just executing the calls and waiting for them to show up and and, and creating turnovers. A couple games where it just, you know, we have fumbles and everything. We just got to execute, you know, scoop and score. I mean, scoop and just recover the ball and get our ball back to offense, you know. Execution, that's what he's talking about creating some turnovers, uh, talked about their execution as well. So, you know, he's aware that this is a team that uh, you're going to have to go force mistakes. They're not necessarily going to go make mistakes. Now, uh, we had a chance to talk to Darius Hodge. Darius Hodge, Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week, tied a school record with four and a half sacks to go with his seven tackles. Now, the 26 yards lost on those sacks tied for third most in school history. The team itself had a season-high eight sacks as tied for second most in school history. His four-and-a-half sacks tied his school record set by Cecil Fletcher in 1986. He also tied two others for third-most sacks in Conference USA history. So, you hope he has a good game, right? Um, He's a good one to talk about the quarterback because it's going to be mission one for him. Get that guy, right? So... Darius talked about the quarterback and uh, just uh, broke it down a little bit as we start. What kind of quarterback does FAU have? Uh, yes, they have a really good um, mobile quarterback. You know, you know what he's doing back there. They have a, they have a fast-paced offense. You know, they, they rely on their fast-paced offense, and they, they really know what they do. They're confident in their run game. So that's I think they won't come out and give us a run for our money. Now, you know, he, he stayed in the pocket for a while, and if he don't see nothing, he's definitely going to see what he could do on the ground. So we just got to make sure we – Keep him in the pocket. It definitely, you know, it was a big stepping stone last year. I mean, last week, but, you know, as we this week coming in, we got to forget about last week and focus on this week. You know, short week, I mean, you know, more time in the film room, you know, studying what they do, you know, working on what they what we need to work on, and more of that and uh, less, uh, yeah, less sleep, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's like we go out every week, you know, we take every quarterback serious, you know, we, um, as a, a D-line, we always rush as one. You know, if you rush as one, there's not going to be any lanes for a quarterback to run. So we just got to work together, trust one another to do that, and 
we'll see the outcome. Oh, yes, sir, definitely. When we rush as one, you know, he's going to have to link out somewhere, and that's exactly what happened. Well, I mean, I don't think it really hit me yet, you know. We're still in the – we got a lot of work to do as a team, so it's not really – I'm not really focused on that record right now. Got a lot of team goals we got to finish before personal goals come up. That's the right response. Personal goals are great. I like personal goals. You like personal goals. We all want to achieve, be recognized for it, right? You know, we, we all want that. But he's like, I'll deal with that later. Maybe I could have got five sacks. Maybe I could have got six sacks. Maybe I could have done something else to help the team. That's nice. That record's nice, but that's one win. Good attitude there. So we now turn our attention to Tyler Brown. Tyler Brown. You've heard this for a while now. They're focusing on the tight end. So is Tyler Brown. They're, they're really good at tight end. They're veteran at the tight end position. It's a uh, position that they probably have the most trust in on their offense. Uh, they just graduated. They're two star backs from last year. So you'd hope that that running back position would fall off a little bit after graduating uh, the Singletary. And I think the other guy's name was White. White, I know it starts with a W. He's number six. Uh, but... The other running backs have stepped in right there. So, I mean, they're a good team. We're going to have to bring it every day every day in our preparation this week and get ready to go play these guys on a Friday. Number 40 is just a very – he's a very athletic person. Uh, ever since I've been at Marshall, he's been an impact player for FAU. Uh, he's always been one of their main players. And I'm not sure – I'd assume he's probably a senior. He's either a junior or senior this year. I'm not sure what year he is. Uh, but he's a good player, very technique sound. Uh, Surprisingly athletic. If you if you let him get out on you, he's gonna take it all the way. Uh, and then the running backs are just kind of kind of about the same type of players that the Singletary and the White guy were. Just very athletic guy and uh, quarterback. Same quarterback from last year. Good player and receivers. Good players. They they got playmakers all around the board. If you look through our roster, I mean, I'd say probably 60, 60 some percent of them have an FL by their by their name or their hometown. So. It's definitely def it's it's good going down to Florida. You get to see all those guys' families come in that you'd never see if we didn't go there. Uh, so it's good. It's good for our team to go down there. Is it fun for you just to see how amped up they get? No, nah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's fun. It's fun to go down there and like I, I spend every day with these guys. It's fun to go down there and see their families, see see the people that brought them up, and uh, see their culture really. It's especially for a week like this where they they are super tight end. They, they put a lot of importance on their tight ends and their offensive scheme, uh, and we go against three or four really good tight ends every day. I mean, since spring ball, through camp. Uh, so that, they're, they're definitely helping us uh, get ready to go play these guys. That's Tyler Brown, tight end play. Keep an eye on the tight ends on this FAU squad. And finally, Brendan Knox. Let's talk about Brendan Knox. Fourth in Conference USA in rushing. 499 yards following his second 100-yard game of the season. Scored his team-leading fifth TD of the season. Guess what? Here's a guy who is humble about all of that. Had a great performance. Old Dominion, we talked about their run defense. That's something that we keyed on. Run defense, Old Dominion. They're going to be going against Marshall's strength. Which one's going to give? Can Marshall run on Old Dominion or can Old Dominion stop Marshall? Well, we found out nobody, but nobody was stopping Brendan Knox on that game. And I talked to him about his performance. Humble guy. Here's his response about his performance on Saturday. Yeah, sales are all right. You know, 
And I like what our position coach did with, you know, rotation and stuff like that to help us, you know, for the second half and, you know, just felt stronger going into the second half, so I felt great. Uh, well, initially, you know, the majority of the team, I'm assuming being from Florida, athleticism is the number one thing that sticks out to me. And, you know, anything else is just, you know, flying around the ball and, you know, little little tendencies like that. Uh, for sure. And, you know, it all starts with, you know, getting to a good groove, you know, making sure the linemen, you know, are good with what they're doing and, you know, just the receivers helping out on the edge and, you know, it all just starts from there. Uh, definitely stay the course and, you know, anything else extra will come, you know, just just for getting warm, you know, it's kind of like the hot hand in basketball, just for getting warmer and warmer, things of that such. And, you know, people like Brock Thompson, as I mentioned Saturday night, you know, just stepping up. We need a lot of young, we need a lot of young receivers to step up, you know, just help out other positions like that, like the run game, as you spoke about. Uh, that was huge. That was huge. And, you know, it, it's kind of it, a settling feeling knowing that you have someone to come in whenever you get, you know, a little banged up or, you know, tired. They can come in and, you know, you know you don't have to worry about that, you know, get everything done. And, you know, he's a great guy, too. At the end of the day, I worked with him all summer. So, you know, good things come to those who wait. And Shell's definitely waited his turn. So, yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, share the wealth. Share the wealth. You know, there's no need in taking 45 carries, you know, if you don't have to, you know, uh, just being productive. If you're, not, if you're not able to be productive, you know, bring somebody in the can. You know, go back out when you know when you're ready to. With Brendan Knox talking about the game, of course, he had an outstanding performance. You cannot ignore that. We'll have it for you on 93.7 The Dog. We've got high school football coming up on Friday night as well with the Huntington Highlanders. So high school football action right here. Marshall football, 93.7 The Dog. we got more on the way. It's The Drive. ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. A couple of items I want to get to quickly before we hit our next break. Um, yes, we went a little long that last break. That's okay. We got plenty of time, though, because um, first of all, let's point out that uh, your 21st ranked Marshall men's soccer team defeated Loyola Marymount 4 1 on Tuesday night. Marshall now 9 1 2. You tie one of the top teams in Conference USA and nationally, you have one loss, and you're wrecking everybody else, you get ranked. How about that? Highest ranking ever. Marshall's soccer team, and they could go higher. I'm not throwing this out there as a, a slight, but they might win a national championship before anybody else in the Marshall uh, squad. They might be that team. It could happen in soccer. I mean, honestly, they got great facility. they got a great coach. And, yeah, I know it's easy to say that. He's ranked, but... You know, I'm very, very impressed with what Chris Grassy's been doing. And the soccer team, no pressure, no pressure, mind you, but they could maybe make a run for a championship. It's a possibility. So who's going to win a national championship first? Football, soccer, basketball, softball. Who's going to win it first? Who's going to win it first? And I don't mean first as in first ever. I'm talking about... Between not right now, who off to the races? Who wins this race? I, I think soccer's got a good chance here. Uh, not to um, not to put any pressure on them. No pressure, not so ever. Number twenty-one though, very impressed so far with them. 
So uh, they might be your world champions in soccer soon. And Marshall men's golf freshman Tyler Jones named Conference USA Men's Golfer of the Week. So congratulations to him. Okay, we need to hit our final break, so let's do that. We'll come back, and we will wrap this one up. It's The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Live with Paul Swan on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Wrap it up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Appreciate everyone being with us. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Coming up next on many of these same stations. Will not be Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Director Mike Hamrick. They're taking a week off. No show. So uh, that's not happening. For those of you tuning in, maybe uh, about ready to catch the uh, Hamrick show, not happening this week. I, I, and I don't know the reason why. Other than they're not at Fat Patties this week. But coming up next, we'll have the uh, statewide sports line. And then after that, for those of you who uh, want to stick around, we've got the Doc Holiday show. And that's coming up from 7 to 8. You can listen to that right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Also, you can listen to that on 93.7 The Dog. So looking forward to that. So no Hamrick show this week, but Don Holiday still doing his show. Heading off to Florida to get ready for FAU. So the travel plans are all set. I know they're excited. They'll be taking off, getting out of here tomorrow for the Friday game. And, again, just a reminder, we'll have the game radio-wise on 93.7 The Dog. We've got Huntington Highlander football coming up Friday night, as we always do, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So if you're looking to catch our pregame on Friday, keep it over on 93.7 The Dog. If you're looking for high school football, you can lock it in right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So that pretty much is what your radio schedule looks like. I'm excited. Uh, We're going to have a busy Friday, but uh, we'll wrap it all up and put it neatly in a bow tomorrow. That's going to do it for this edition of the show. I want to thank our producer, Gabriel Sellers. Appreciate him for taking good care of us. For Gabriel, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. For Gabriel, I'm Paul. Have a great evening, everyone. Ship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and the Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.